Good morning, brothers and sisters. Today is the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time, and this is the Word in the World. Welcome to the show, sisters and brothers. I am Paula's father, Stephen Bell, the Associate Director of the St. Thomas More Newman Center. And here on The Word in the World, we strive to give you inspiration from the Sunday readings from both a theological and a practical point of view. I am pleased to have joining me in the studio today, Andrea Pinnell, a great friend of mine and wonderful colleague. Andrea, you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Um, I I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I attend St. Dominic's uh, Roman Catholic Church. I work for the diocese. Um, Not much else to tell. (laughs) 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 I'm really excited about today and um, just sharing this time with you and your audience. Amen. Well, happy to have you on the show today. So we have our guests to choose the readings, and Andrea chose the first reading from today, which is from Sirach. Our reading will be proclaimed today by Zach Conti, who is a lector of the St. Thomas More Newman Center, and here is Zach. A reading from the book of Sirach. If you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live. He has set before you fire and water. To whichever you choose, stretch forth your hand. Before man are life and death, good and and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given him. Immense is the wisdom of the Lord. He is mighty in power and all-seeing. The eyes of God are on those who fear him. He understands man's every deed. No one does he command to act unjustly. To none does he give license to sin. The word of the Lord. So here we have a reading from The Wisdom of Ben Sirach. I have to say, I love the book of Sirach. I don't think that it gets as much play as it should because it's one of the earlier books that that meshes, if you will, uh, religiosity and spirituality, you know, as uh, as Sirach has uh, done a really wonderful job in portraying one uh, what woman wisdom mm-hmm. and how her effect on mankind is so countercultural to mm. the you know the social structures of the day mm-hmm. he really does just have a lot to say without being so subversive it's very invitatory in mm-hmm. fact mm-hmm. why did you choose this reading Andrea uh, well Sarah is a new uh, uh, scripture to me I'm not mm-hmm. real familiar with the book um, I, as I was telling you earlier a lot of people have kind of kind of encouraged me to read Sirach, and so I took this opportunity to read a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a wonderful book, um, but I chose this because of two lines. One it was, if you choose, you can, mm. and the other um, part of the scripture was that life and death, good and evil, are lying before us, mm-hmm. and whichever he chooses shall be given to him. And so that really spoke to me mm-hmm. um, because it says a couple different things to me. It says that God is present to us mm-hmm. and that um, it really speaks to the relationship that we are called into with Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for me, that's kind of where I am mm-hmm. in my faith journey is that I am paying much more attention to the relationships that I'm in, mm-hmm. my relationship with God and my relationship with the church. And I'm kind of uh, approaching it as in my own trinity, mm-hmm. that uh, we, if we're all looking towards the same 
place, God, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we are in some ways going to find some commonality. Even if I'm coming from the West and you're coming from the East, if our eyes are focused in the same direction, um, we are going to approach the same place, which is God. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. I, you know, I like the fact that this highlights the participation of mm-hmm. us in this relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, before it was almost thought that we were pawns, mm-hmm. kind of directed by God as if we were robots. Yeah. But the truth is we we have a we have a very active participation in, in this uh, relationship as well and one that is expected. Yeah. Uh, where our free will is going to be the guiding force for how successful it can be. Yes. That God is expecting us to to love as well as we are being loved. Loved. Yes. And I love what you say about the diversity piece, how, you know, all of these choices that are set before us can sometimes eke out different paths that we might take. Mm-hmm. But if we're all leading in the same direction, then we all kind of reach a commonality and we all, you know, we all yeah. can reach God. Yeah, I think as Catholics, um, we, we all have that moment mm-hmm. where we seem to be at odds with the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, there's a great number of of people who become unengaged at that point to mm-hmm. a point where either they leave or they just are sitting in the pews. And I, you know, I've come to with the, some of the political things that are going on now. I really use this type of sentiment, this understanding that um, my fix, my fixation, my focus can't necessarily be on the actual teaching tradition, whatever. In per se, but mm-hmm. that there's a focus that has to be on God who mm-hmm. is going to show me how that is the manifest in my life and the truth in that. Well, that's how you struggle with mm-hmm. all of this. I, you know, there was a, uh, and I don't know if the term is still being used this day, but there was a, a very pejorative term for those who didn't uh, just accept or, or openly and blindly in many cases accept everything of, of Catholicism mm-hmm. called cafeteria Catholicism. <laughs> I don't know if you've yes. heard about that, uh-huh. where you go and pick and choose certain things. I think that that's a wrong way to think of it. We are yeah. a pilgrim church and there is a, a a level of wrestling that we have to sometimes do to make our yes very much authentic. Yeah. It's not just accepting something because someone told us, but it really is um, assenting to it through mm-hmm. our own experience of it. Yeah. These are the these are the questions that we go to God with. These are the questions that we bring to our spiritual leaders. These are the you know the kinds of things that we that we weigh out and prudently decide on what to do. It's supposed yeah. to be hard. It is. It's I not think. supposed <laughs> to be easy. There should <laughs> always be a tension. Yes. Um, an energy per se. Nice. But I think that in our world today, we look at that tension, or we look at the idea of for me to be right, you have to be wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there has to be an, a, a growing or a rediscovery of the value of the tension Very in nice. relationship. Very nice. um, it, it, it's what makes relationship. Even with our best friends, we have these moments where we may disagree. Yeah. But if we go into it understanding that God is present to everyone at the table, mm-hmm. not just to me, not just to Catholics, mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. to Jews, not just to uh, Muslims, th- that he's present to all of us, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Significant, significantly present to all of us. I think it makes a difference in how we approach conversations 
and how we are present to the conversation. And I think that that requires a lot of respect. Yeah. I think that that's the first thing is that going into the conversation, expecting only to teach and never mm-hmm. to learn. Yeah. You know, yeah. the old folks say that God, God's facial strategy is the way to do it. We've been given two ears and one mouth. Yes. So we should listen twice as much as we speak. <laughs> and I really do appreciate your comment about it being hard. You know, nothing mm-hmm. good ever comes easy. Yes. And it's because it's supposed to both challenge us, purify us, and affirm us in the truth of who we are. And we can't do that lightly. We can't do that through superficial means. Mm -hmm. And we certainly can't do that, you know, taking a distant yes to certain things. God wants us to be fully entrenched and uh, fully entrenched in the reality of our lives Mm -hmm. as well as um, as, as how we go about doing this work of discipleship, doing this work of of relationship building, all of those sorts of things. So very, very good. What do you think that? Uh, well, you kind of you kind of touched on what our scripture could be telling our world today, mm-hmm. uh, but what message particularly do you think you'd like others to hear? Oh, that God cares mm. and that God is present to us, mm-hmm. and that with that comes a certain responsibility, and with that comes a, a, a certain joy, mm-hmm. um, and with that comes a certain tension. Um, and so we have to be present to the tension as well as the joyfulness, the, mm-hmm. the understanding that um, answered prayer is not always the only manifestation of God is when, when we're able to see a prayer being answered, but that the prayer itself, the opportunity to um, have this relationship and conversation with God has to become more valuable mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. the outcomes of those things that we're asking for or wanting. Mm-hmm. So that even in the times when things don't look like how we want them to look, that God is present to us and working with us through that and working with the opposition, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. whether they're listening or not, mm-hmm. recognizing that God is even there. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of what I got in reading this Very nice. scripture. I, I like the the way that this scripture ends, and no one does he command to act unjustly. Mm-hmm. To none does he give license to sin. And I wonder how often we can trust our hearts directed to compassion and to love, mm-hmm. particularly when that direction is countercultural. Mm-hmm. When we mm-hmm. see nobody else doing it, yeah. But yet we feel called to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't fit within some sort of systematic flow, is it worthy of doing it? Yeah. And we hear from this reading that, yes, it is. I mm-hmm. mean, if we can trust that the Lord speaks love to our hearts in order for us to speak love to others, mm-hmm. then that's something that we need to really be depending yeah. on. Now, if our hearts are in the wrong place, if if we've been fostering, if you will, <laughs> uh, anger or fear or yes. resentment or all those things that that bar the the virtues of what God is about, yes. then that requires some some soul searching, lots of tweaking, attitude mm-hmm, adjustments, mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. But if it is in the right place, but it doesn't seem to be what everybody else is doing. That that just requires a level of trust. Yes. And I think the riskiness of that ha- is is calling us to do as you say. You know, form 
we have a corporate relationship with God in our Catholicism mm-hmm. for which we're great grateful because that's mm-hmm. how we get to know. Yes. Um, that's how we get a great open door to God and what God is about. Mm-hmm. But there also has to be something that's very much self-authenticated. God is has speaking to, to us not just corporately but individually. Mm-hmm. And what is he saying to you particularly in the in the course of how you live your life and how yes. you share your gifts, your bread with the with the hungry, you yes. know that sort of thing. Yes. So uh, that just requires a whole lot of trust, and uh, and I think people don't necessarily trust. Well, I shouldn't say this generally, but there are some who don't trust themselves yes. uh, enough to believe that God would actually be speaking to them individually. Yeah, and I I think that. Um, Christians have a responsibility to other Christians Mm -hmm. to encourage and support uh, that individual relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's extremely important because, um, especially in times of crisis, Mm -hmm. you know, the the church is true and it it reveals truth to us, but we often can't see the truth Mm -hmm. that the church is giving to us because the light's not on (laughs) in us. And we were talking about that, the light... Um, that actually illuminates everything else and allows us to see the truth in all things. So, yeah, these are the things. Yeah, and working at a campus ministry, I have so many opportunities to do this. Is yeah. having uh, teaching people how to actually wrestle. Yeah. How do you mm-hmm. wrestle like Jacob, if you will, with the Lord on on things that you either don't understand yes. or uh, initially don't don't accept? Mm-hmm. How do you actually go into that? Uh, without the fear of being called like a bad Catholic or yeah. being um, taunted, if you will, in some way um, for 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 that wrestling, I think that that in and of itself is just uh, not helpful. It's That's not a helpful. whole another show, the bad Catholic thing. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, Lord, <laughs> let me shift in my seat a little bit. <laughs> That bad Catholic word—that I, I, is something that gets under my skin. Amen. I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I think that um, you were—you were talking about um, the the you know the the right and the wrong, if you will, yeah, or yeah. you know how how people sometimes feel forced to kind of stay in a particular line. This yeah. is this is one of those things. But you're right. I think that's another show. <laughs> Which you'll have to come back and and talk with me about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to move on to our challenge. So we give each week a challenge to our listeners based on the scripture reading, a challenge that everyone can do within a week's time, something that reflects Christian values, uh, something that can be derived from the scripture that we're studying. So uh, sisters and brothers, I'm going to ask for a challenge from Andrea, and I'm going to give a challenge, and then we'll talk and figure out what we're going to offer to you today. Do you have a particular challenge? Um, I really struggle with this, but the challenge, I think, is one that helped me, is I challenge you to create little post-it notes that say, um, this is a gift. Mm. And I, I just want to challenge you to begin to put those in places of adversity, Put those up in places where maybe there's some tension um, in your life because uh, you may be the person who is called, the presence that is called to illuminate. Mm. Um, We are called to be the light, but it's not necessarily there to evangelize with words and, and catechism, but it's just to be the manifestation of those things 
present to that particular situation. So I would put some, I put post-it notes up around my office at a, a certain time when I was having some issues, and all it said was this was a gift. And mm -hmm. it just reminded me that God was here with me and that even these moments were gifts from God for me. So. You know what? I, I think that that's kind of along the line of what I was going to suggest as well. Uh, I, I think given the fact that the choices that we make are rarely between something that is clearly evil and mm -hmm, clearly mm -hmm. good. Sometimes it's uh, a there, there's a, Yeah, exactly. A lot of ambiguity. Mm -hmm. There's something that requires a bit more discernment, a bit yes. more thought of it. Yes. Uh, maybe to go into that with a, with a bit of prudent, almost like a prudent, a prudential system. Mm -hmm. I, I like the fact of looking at this as a gift and the giftedness could be, as you say, God placing you here. You know, to to deal with this situation, to learn from it, to offer to it, to grow, mm -hmm. and, and to and to help others to grow in mm -hmm. some way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, uh, just in part of that strategy, ask yourself, where is God in this? Mm -hmm. Where is God? Mm -hmm. And and to look at it, um, not from you know. The, the image of God being up in the sky, but on the faces of the people yes. who are going to be impacted Definitely. by this. Yes. And, and you know, this this becomes very difficult if there is adversity mm -hmm. or so, mm -hmm. um, so, some sort of enmity there. Yes. But uh, we always have the decision. We always have the opportunity to choose, as Sirach mm -hmm. says. Mm -hmm. And so we can either choose to continue that enmity or we can see this as an opportunity to bring love where there currently isn't any. Yes. You know, bring some sort of harmony there. But where is God in this? And then what might God be saying to me? And to look at that not just as an offering of our gift, mm -hmm. but also a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also a challenge. I mean, sometimes. yeah, the the thing about God, in, in my experience, and, and many of you might be ready to say amen to this, but never has it been that I go into a situation feeling that I am perfectly put together. I am always shown yes. that I still have work to do. Mm -hmm. And it's it's usually from the one that I think has to do all the work. I, I, you know, I think about that when I've done prison ministry. I yeah. think about that when I've done hospital ministry. Even as campus ministers, I think here I am, this old fat man going in to talk to talk to these kids about, uh, excuse me, students. <laughs> <laughs> these students about about how to understand uh, the Lord more realistically in their yes. lives through yes. religiosity, through faith, and also yeah. through spirituality. And it turns out that they teach me so much. Yeah. They teach me yeah. so much. So. So be be ready to learn. Yeah. Be ready to to kind of grow. So I'm going to join your challenge and just say um, that the that the challenge for the week is to create the post-it notes and to look at this as a gift. To look at this as God showing you something mm -hmm. and where and and you being able to ask that question, where is God in this? But also yes. God being able to tell you something. Yes. So that and and look at that for both of the choices, mm -hmm. particularly if there's an ambiguity an ambiguity uh, present. Look at them from both from both sides just to see you know yeah. And uh, and and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you'll have the father to make the right decision. Now, here's the other thing. I think this is a bit of a failsafe. Just again because of the um, the immensity of the wisdom of the Lord and and the greatness of His mercy and His love is if we fail. Mm -hmm. 
it's not the end of the game. Oh, you yes, know, definitely not. You know, the old folks have famously said that God writes straight on the most crooked of lines. So oh, this yes. is an opportunity to just say that if we haven't made the right decision, then we learn from that. It's opportunity. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. We learn from that. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for mercy. Mm-hmm. And then we move on. And, and we move on uh, with, with greater wisdom. Yes. This is one of the, uh, the other impacts of this, of this wonderful book uh, of Sirach. Hmm. So very good. All right, so prayer time. Time to move into prayer. Oh, man. <laughs> <Sing> it, girl. <laughs> What's your favorite way to pray I these days? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, my favorite way to pray is if I can, upon waking up in the morning, begin to just lie there and allow myself to be just present to this moment. Mm -hmm. And everyone who's asked me to pray for them, I just sincerely begin to visualize them in the arms of God. Mm -hmm. I I begin to visualize myself sitting on a rock on a beach and uh, with God, who is always a very handsome or very, you know, Jesus. Uh, Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I begin to, I've come to recognize that I don't know what Mm. people need. Mm. I don't know what is best Mm-hmm. In all situations. So for me, prayer is about literally um, helping um, that intention to be present. Mm-hmm. That God is aware of all of this that's going on anyway. So it's more about God help me to help you, mm, um, you know, nice. carry some people or talk to someone. Or So that's really my prayer. I, mm-hmm. I don't get into a lot of the... Uh, verbal prayer any as mm-hmm. much anymore. Yeah. Almost like a visio divina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I wish I could say that I came up with that, but I didn't. <laughs> I heard that from someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as opposed to to reading the scriptures or, or voicing it, it's imagining yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I and, really and, try yeah. to to do that. So. That's nice. That's really nice. I, I actually I remember that was um, a way that I used to pray when my life was incredibly busy, and mm-hmm, I knew the mm-hmm. second that I got out the bed, life was. Yeah. Just going to go at 80 miles an hour yes. until I was graced to lay my head back on my pillow. Yeah. And so it was the way to start the day to mm-hmm. say, okay, Lord, before we put this in gear one, let yes. me first say thank you for allowing me to see a new day. Yes. Let me hum a little tune. Yeah. Let me think about the people that I need to think about. Mm-hmm. Let me um, kind of take stock of, of how I'm doing mm-hmm. and what I might need to be attentive to in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, just doing all that. Yeah, I think it's important that we quiet ourselves. Amen. And for everyone, it, meditation can be really hard or contemplation where you're totally trying to empty, mm-hmm. you know, that can be really hard. So uh, for me, it's just much easier or much more comforting and welcoming mm-hmm. to be able to imagine myself sitting on a rock with God or mm-hmm. walking on a beach with God and, and, and kind of talking to him about things. For me, that just works. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's nice. That's really nice. Well, do you have anyone that you'd like to pray for today? Um. There's so many. I don't, you know, want to put anyone on blast or anything like that. But um, I, I would really just like to pray um, for everyone mm-hmm. that they begin to uh, see more 
not deliberately, I'm thinking of the word I want to use, but that we really are able to feel sometime during the day mm-hmm. that God mm-hmm. is there. Nice. Just some manifestation of his presence shows up to people. I think we we as human beings need that. Yeah. We need to be able to say, oh, yeah, that was God. Yeah. And um, I think it happens all day. We just kind of miss it mm-hmm. or we dismiss it as just being happenstance or you know, that kind of things, but that it becomes something that people really feel, mm-hmm. especially those who are struggling with their relationship with God mm-hmm. or those who don't feel as though someone's praying for them or um, that they know how to pray. It's just mm-hmm. uh, just pray that God shows up um, in a way that they can really receive that. Yeah, very nice. You know, we're approaching Valentine's Day mm-hmm. and... I was thinking about this whole notion of love and how it can be very much co-opted by the romance of it. Yes. Uh, But I I would wonder if we could expand that notion of love to be the force that can connect us when there is no connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I think about that particularly for those who might find Valentine's Day to be a depressor, mm-hmm. you know, who look around and find themselves either lonely or uh, yearning with mm-hmm. no with no clear answer to know that there is love and there is a love that has the ability to touch them in the deepest part of their hearts That's true. where they're truly looking oh, yeah. for for presence, mm-hmm. you know. And so I pray for I pray for all of our brothers and sisters who um, might that they might experience that, and you know, preferably on yeah. Valentine's Day. That'd be very opportunistic. Yeah. <laughs> I speak for a lot of single folks. Um, Valentine's Day can be a little bit of a struggle, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, when you you open yourself up to. Um, a different type of love. Mm-hmm. I always I get a, a little uncomfortable when people say, well, Jesus is my boyfriend. You know, they, they have a tendency oh, to say yeah. that in church now. Oh, well, wow. Well, Jesus is my boyfriend. I don't need, no, he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to even reduce God, yeah. you know, to a boyfriend per se. Yeah. But that we are able to open ourselves up to all types of love, mm-hmm. more intense soul-reaching mm-hmm. kinds mm-hmm. of love mm-hmm. through, again, that illumination, that, that light that God allows us. Yeah. I would think that they would say that because of a yearning for intimacy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I, and I think that that, um, that certainly is where a whole lot of people wish to be, even those mm-hmm. involved in romantic situations, yeah. you know, that, that, that search for intimacy. But, but perhaps, you know, understanding that that comes with a level of vulnerability that comes with our own actions of opening up. I mean, Most this is definitely. the participatory piece that we were talking about yeah, uh, earlier, is that we have to make moves mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I, I love equating Valentine's Day with the, the parable of Jesus talking about, you know, the lost coin mm-hmm. that, you know, that the, <laughs> that the lady of the house actually lights a lamp and goes searching for it. Yeah. It's searching for the 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 darkness and the the 
the emptiness within so that yeah. that can be filled with yeah. grace. And, and I think that that helps us to understand some of the uh, complexities and the, and the joys, the true joys of love to make our lives meaningful, to give mm-hmm. us the energy and the motivation yeah. to continue on when all other things seem to be wanting to totally. hold us down. It's that sort totally. of thing. So I pray for true love. I pray for true love. Uh, okay so how about we close this out with uh you want to do our father sure does that sound good yeah okay let's join together our father who Who art art in heaven heaven, hallowed be thy name thy Thy kingdom kingdom come thy will be done done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us And And lead lead us not not into into temptation, temptation, but but deliver deliver us from from evil. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. And uh, and come back because we got to do that other show one day. Yes. Sound good? Sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Father Steve. And thank you. And sisters and brothers, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week, 9.30 a.m. on AM 920 WMNI. Have a blessed day, everyone.